Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Hey guys, it's Yolanda at Dryer Buzz, and this is Buzz It or Bash It. It's where we take time on Saturday afternoon while you're in the salons and the barbershops and running around town and getting the kids where they need to go out at the festivals. I'm going to tell you about some festivals and some dates and some things that you should check out. In fact, let me close my journal because we just recently, moments ago, finished, uh, well, maybe it's been an hour or so. It depends on what I have to do in between. Finished our How to Get Out of Bed podcast. And that's what I do each and every day. I podcast. I podcast and it's everything. But I podcast in a live environment so that I can uh, get some of your feedback, some of your comments, and give some shout outs and take into account some of the things that you guys are saying. So I do that in a live environment on um, our various platforms. And so definitely thank you guys again for tuning in. And if you're catching this as a replay and you're like, well, I want to shout out, well, then you need to come on and join us when we're live. And this one, again, is going to be about 45 minutes. Why 45 minutes? Because, you know, look, that's nine, okay? But I love 45 minutes because we're dryer buzz. We came out of the hair salon. You would sit under the dryer. How long? People like, Wait, oh, that's what that means? That's what that means. Uh, so a little bit of backstory, uh, and I can always talk about this, how we got the name Dryer Buzz, because I get asked about it each and all, every time, like, oh, it's such an interesting name. Where did that come from? The salons. Uh, I have always had some type, something going on, and it became uh, popular, you know, when the internet started popping, uh, before y'all started popping with the internet, but when the internet became popping, um, a lot of people didn't have high speed internet at home. And so we had to do various things to drive traffic to the website. So when y'all got to work and you would get online, you would go and check out these things and really wanted to be an online entity. Well, during the early days of how this thing all started, we had to do several things to let you know, Hey guys, we're on the internet. And so we would fax the company that you worked with. You had a fax machine. You probably walked by the fax machine and saw those flyers. One of those flyers used to be ours. Um, You probably in the stores, the laundromats and so forth, you probably saw one of our newsletters and let you know, hey, we were online. And you also, in the in the salons, some of the salons, top salons, uh, well, not even the top salons, but some of the very generous salons around Atlanta and barbershops, you would go in and you would see this binder. And in that binder, we would print out different articles and things like that from the website. From uh, Sometimes we print out the website in, in the newsletter form. If you signed up on the email list, you got it in the email um, still to this day. You can get in the email, which is something I need to work on today. And then also we, um, when the CD-ROM came about, yeah, we've been out since the CD-ROM, okay? When the disc, the CDs came out uh, and you could print various mediums on CD, not just music, um, but you could also put your podcast, you could put, I don't know, how many of you guys did that? How many of you still do that? You still really should. Um, That's a real nice promotional thing because you never know. People are still in these various different places because how what you what you miss in all of this is how people became aware of you. That's how they stay with you. You can graduate and promote some of them along to these other platforms, but there are still those in those same spaces. They, they are there. And if you abandon those spaces and didn't bring them all along with you, they're still there. So I could still go drop some CDs and people will still put them in the car 
and play them because I mean, cars are still coming out with CD players and so forth and all that, right? Remember the um, what was it, six disc changer, CD changer? Remember that? People thought they were doing something, boy. You could change those <laughs> CDs. Well, I used to print our website, I used to download the website. Um, and a guy out of Arizona or somewhere on the west coast literally called me up. And said, I heard about Dryer Bus. I love it. Did you know that you could put this on CDs? Because when you had a website back in the day, uh, the traffic would die off at 6 o'clock because everybody was going home and people had dial-up, you know, if they had a computer at home at all and those kinds of things. And so you didn't have overnight and all-night 24-7 traffic. And the guy told me how to do the CDs, told me about how to code it and get that website on there. And so we used to put the CDs as well as um, some print edition newsletters in the salons and the barbershops. And I woke up one day and the angel whispered in my ear, dryer buzz. I can remember I could see it just as clear as day. I literally sat up in the bed because I was trying to figure out this thing because I had spent two years learning how to do self-talk, teach them absolutely self-talk, teaching myself how to do all of this. My family allowed me the time uh, to do that. And lo and behold, dryer buzz. Salon.com was taken. So I had to go. I, that's what I was mad about. I remember, I remember like Salon.com was like gone, right? And at the time, there were two sites that were really popular. And one was Salon.com and one was GQ uh, magazine. Uh, GQ had a GQ was one of the first to have some of the best websites. I'm going to tell you very early on, uh, GQ Magazine and Prince, they had two of the top destinations online on the internet. And I was trying to model myself and dry buzz after both of them. And did very well. Did very well. So now uh, a lot of what we're doing today, always I'm always reminiscent of how we started. If where you are and where you're going and what you're trying to achieve, if you don't stop and remember how and why you started, you'll get lost in the fray of this thing. You'll get confused and complicated and you'll question and you'll doubt what you're doing because your why is different from everybody else. It really is. Okay. Even if your why is to follow and do what everybody else does, it's still going to be a little bit different. So what we do with buzz it or bash, you guys know all throughout the week I post Buzz it or bash it. Buzz it or bash it. You know, and if you go over, I see Quincy is like the post. Good morning, Quincy. Uh, if you go over to our dry bus page, uh, we have a page on Facebook. And that's where I do a lot of my current blogging. Uh, I don't actually maintain a full-on blog at this point because I'm just really trying to see where technology goes. Went to war with GoDaddy. Uh and, and at some of the worst time in my life, uh, during my mother's transition, GoDaddy was like getting on my nerves and they just, please don't take me there. But anyway, so I've been trying to figure out like, do I even want to, one of the reasons I don't want to, we could talk about buzz it or bash it. One of the reasons I don't want a website again is because dealing with the more, t- literally, if you own something, the rights to something, you have to think about your mortality. And I don't mean to be doom and gloom, but I was thinking like, you know, man, if something happens to me, all oh, this is like going to go away. Like, and, and I, I don't even want to think about it anymore. So I just like, I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to do another website. I don't want to manage another database. I certainly don't want to manage anybody's data in this time until we figure out where privacy is going. Cause that was one of the frustrations when you manage a website and having to keep up with 
other people's data, keep it safe and so forth. And things are changing so rapidly right now till, you know, you just don't want to do that. And if you manage a destination online, then you have to be concerned about where data and privacy is. Everybody that has a website, you have to have a privacy statement as to what you're going to do with that person's data. And I'm sorry, listen, data is a hot commodity right now. Everybody's selling data, giving away data, trading data, and all that kind of stuff. Because remember, the Internet was created for two reasons. and Well, actually one, but two reasons. Because, you know, I'm like, if you're going to have data, it's for data and dollars. I'm like, I added the dollars. They added the data. Okay. All right. So, um, looking down the timeline, let's just scroll down the timeline. Let me say this about now how they see us. Is that, what's the, what is it called? The Ava DuVernay uh, Netflix uh, special that everybody is watching. I'm so happy y'all looking at some of these numbers. Y'all are really starting to to really understand the numbers game that we are in. Uh, let me let me do this before I get to her, Ava DuVernay. Ava DuVernay, uh, her special on Netflix of See Us. There was an article, Buzz It or Bash It. There was an article um, put out by. Let me see. It was. I don't know. Let me click through. Let me click through over here on Twitter. Let me follow the link. It's on. It's linked to our page on Dryer Buzz, and I want to talk about this because one of the things that I was surprised to discover, and you guys, my eyes are off the screen as far as the comments. I will take a moment throughout the podcast because uh, I'm trying to go through this information I want to share with you guys. So I will take a moment here or there to go over and check out comments and plus I don't want I don't want this to be dependent on viewers and comments in the in the now okay so anyway um my duties as a black food blogger uh Dom in the city I think wrote this so food so foodie shared it and as you know because I'm now doing dryer buzz in the kitchen with dryer buzz I have immersed myself into the um, culinary community, cooking community. I'm not, I'm not a chef and I'm not trying to play one, but I am masking some serious skills on this thing and also bringing to it a level of advocacy. Um, being a blogger, you think about a level of advocacy. There are those who run away from advocacy because it's not as lucrative as other parts of blogging is right but i like to have a level of advocacy i can't ignore and there are those of us you know we just seem to carry the weight we don't we can't ignore these things that's going on there are those that come at us say listen you know start talking about this don't publish that just forget about this forget about that you know you could do this you could i mean i can't tell you in 17 years of blogging how many people how many times i've heard man you could be the next oprah you know if you didn't carry this this weight if you just talked about this I can't tell you how many people have literally stepped to me and asked me to stop doing the black stories. Okay, we get that. So, and we get that every day, all day, inbox, uh, all kind of stuff. People just, hey, they, for whatever reason, just don't feel like uh, storytelling and, and telling black stories, you know, is a thing. And it's really not. I'm just telling y'all it's not. Um, but it is something some of us are beholden to do. And sometimes you wish you could get away from that weight of things. But, you know, but then there are those of us that we that's our satisfaction in life. So um, share it with me. And tag, I was tagged in this. Uh, it says, uh, let me see, Titanium Rose. Um, 
Soul Foodie and Dom in the City says, at Dryer Bus, I thought this might be of interest to you. So remember we talk all the time about our witnesses, people who are witnessing, watching what we're doing. So I was tagged in this conversation on Twitter, this article, and I want to go into it. And buzz it or bash it. Is, you can buzz it or bash it. But, uh, and then I clicked the link, as most of you should do. Please uh, stop hitting that share button without checking out some of these things that we are sharing. And it took me to Dom in the City, D-O-M, the letter N apostrophe, the city. And as you know, we also have uh, In the City with Dryer Buzz. Uh, It says, my duties as a black food blogger. Uh, And it talks about when she started food blogging, of course, and I know this pain point because when I started, when I became a blogger about Atlanta, I just wanted to get out and use my talents and my platforms to talk about Atlanta. And you get out there and you see all of this dispersion, discrepancies, differences, uh, lack of diversity, this full-on disruption and intent and how much we are left out, intentionally left out of the conversation, cropped out of the photo, like literally cropped out of the photos, you know, even though there's some events, you know, I, I sit back and I'm watching. And I know all these photographers. I know all the, I know all the news people. I know all these people, right? I'm a native in this city, okay? Um, and I'm sitting and I'm watching events as they're covered on the local news and in the newspapers. And I'm like, wow, you know, they do the Diddy crop on everything. You, and it's one of the reasons why we don't believe that we have accomplished as much as we have accomplished. So I was, and I still have to tell you, I was surprised when I decided to concentrate, have a concentration, not concentrate on, but have a concentration about food and going into the kitchen and I'm thinking man you know I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna learn from all these people I'm gonna try all these dishes and things like that and sometimes we just get shocked it's it's shocking how much our race comes into play I do another podcast on Tuesdays uh, with Angela Stalkup and we are we started it based on uh, Michelle Obama's book and her visit to the city. And then we decided to continue it just talking about women because I don't really have anything, even though I'm dryer buzz, you know, I don't really have anything that's rise a particular lane, particular lane just for women. I have to understand I have a wide audience. I have a wide and I'm not talking about diversity and like that because I don't even deal with that. Right. But men and women, I have men and women, and sometimes it skews heavily towards men simply because of the topics and because, you know, women like to discuss stuff in safe spaces and all those kinds of things. So we've, we decided we would do continue the podcast, and we call it Leading Women, and Leading Women in a sense of we, wanted, we want to uh, champion women who are leading at the same time, discuss some of the frustrations and some of the energies that we have to put out and just trying to lead women. So when I saw this and I went, when I went into the kitchen, the first thing I thought about is what I tell you guys all the time is, you know, if you want to, if you want to really get the best of something, find an association, find a tribe, find a group, find, you know, so I went looking for mentors. Cause I'm like, I don't want to be in the kitchen telling, I don't want to go in there cooking and using all this stuff and telling you guys wrong because understanding the influence that I have on this thing, I'm like, well, if I use it, they're going to use it, you know, and that kind of thing. So I found a mentor and the mentor, when I found the mentor, I was like, whoa, she had, she started an organization and association 
uh, for black women in culinary, in the culinary industry, uh, because they had found that even though they were going to school together, once they got out, you know, into the restaurants, even though some of them were leading chefs, uh, running restaurants and different things like that, even in that industry, they found that it was difficult for women. Uh, there's a, if you talk about Netflix, there's a documentary on Netflix now called uh, The Heat. And it talks about, it chronicles the path of, I think, four, maybe four or five women um, through the restaurant industry and how they, too, tried to dial it back and go and create their own restaurants because of things that they have to endure, the whole Me Too side. In fact, my mentor, she's, I'm calling her my mentor. I'm just somebody that follows her. But the person I'm, I'm the, that's leading I don't know how to call it. I'm going to call her my mentor because one of these days we're going to meet and she's going to realize the impact she's having on me. But right now I'm just kind of witnessing her journey through social media and she's going to be on television here in a minute, which is why I'm sitting here in front of the TV. But um, she posted just today a post, uh, a replay of a panel that she was on talking about how the Me Too movement has to also include women in, in, in the culinary industry. So then when I, and that's my conversation, so that's why I was tagged in this post, but I'm just going to give you just a little bit of it. Uh, this is the start of it. It says, when I started food blogging, this is not mine. This is Dom in the city, D-O-M, and then N, apostrophe, the city. When I started food blogging, I was fully aware of the two distinct paths I could take, I could take the path of least resistance, which means not acknowledging what makes me different from the majority in the food, food media industry, which is the color of my skin, my experiences as a person of color and my cultural background. Typically, typically taking that path allows for faster growth and a seat at the table of many, at, at many events as the token or one of the few people of color. And that's the experience of a lot of us who kind of forge ahead. You know, you get there, you get in the room, you get at the table, and, you know, you have to make that decision. Am I going to be representative or not? There's a book out there that I have uh, shared a number of times. It's actually by Kenji Yoshino. It's called Covering. And he talks about how... Um, that there's a thing where we, we, in order to exist in the mainstream, we either are forced to, or we choose to downplay characteristics of our being, uh, in order to fit in the mainstream. And therefore there's a side of that to where we are also to blame when it comes to there being a lack of diversity. You ever tried to go into something, you're like, okay, I'm going to bring some diversity to this. I ever walk in a room, you know, trying to bring some diversity and you realize it's the people like you already in there, but they are, as uh, she said, the choice that we have to make is uh, not acknowledging, not acknowledging. There are those that have to not, they, they not, they won't acknowledge, they don't acknowledge because um, they just want to, you know, they just want to be, because I mean, there's a positive, there's a, not a positive, but there's a successful side to that um, thing. So typically taking that path also um, allows for faster growth, a seat at the table of many events as a token or one of the few people of color. And I think as, as we 
just always have to decide that, you know. I don't. I, I hate that. Uh, simply because you appear to be more marketable to the mass majority. That's what it is. One. Let's see. Of course, there is the other path, which is being unapologetically black, always uplifting those of same or similar backgrounds, and sharing our viewpoint. Through the lens of a black person, most people fear the second option as they believe it will limit their opportunities and they just want to play it safe. And I'm not going to continue, but please go to dumbinthecity.com if you want to check it out. Buzz, buzz it or bash it. Buzz it or bash it. Are those the two lines that we told? Are those the two paths that we have to take when we are, especially when it comes to talking about diversity, a number of leaders, number of leaders around the country, historic organizations, you know, they are like, oh man, we got to impress upon or stress upon a protest, um, top like Google and Facebook and all these things that they hire some black people. And they're like, well, you know, you're an influencer in that. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not about to ask Google to do a doggone thing. I'm not about to ask Facebook to do a doggone thing because y'all, had the way with all to assist those that came before Google. Y'all had the way these, I'm talking to the leaders here. This is why drive us, you know, you ain't coming to the table no more. I mean, I uh, don't, please don't come to me asking me, let's address diversity because be, decades before there was a Facebook, there were platforms particularly created and code designed for buy in for black people to have our safe spaces. You know, when something happens, everybody want to run. Well, you know, we should go get on our own platforms. I'm sorry, we can't because y'all shame the hell out of them. And therefore they, they are either they don't exist anymore or they're hanging on by a three or they just sitting there waiting for y'all to realize. And I notice I ain't saying us and we, um, for us to all, well, let me just say it for us to all realize, um, how important it is. And when we have to get back into that call me to a I've been trying to think of that name. Stokely Carmichael, Kwame Ture. Uh, I always said, make sure you have a path back. Make sure you keep a path back. Because you will have to come back. You will. We will. We'll have to go back. Uh, and so forth and so on. But that's uh, one of the one of the topically debated topics. And I thought, I know for me, I thought going into the kitchen... And, and no, I didn't. I'm not even going to lie. Let me tell you, there's a reason why when I went into the kitchen, um, prior to even going into the kitchen over the last couple of years, and I've always blogged about uh, chefs, black chefs in particular, because, you know, um, for the most part, I live in the South. Let me say that. Let me preface this thing. Not give a disclaimer and not apologize and, and not tell you about the side effects. But I live in the South. So um, in the South, as far as media is concerned, it's very hard to put a, the put a mainstream a white. Let me just. I don't really want to get into this, but let me just tell you, it's very hard to do side by sides. I'll just leave it at that. It's very hard to do side by sides. One because it's not an equal thing because there's so many opportunities for others uh, to be seen and heard. So when I went into before I went into the kitchen, I wanted to blog about the kitchen. I've blogged about a number of of chefs. I, that's why I know this lane as much as I know of it is because I've been the storyteller for these chefs and um and I've seen them trying to exist so I knew that was an issue I also knew there was an issue of putting 
black women on products because of the, the, the shame from what became a stereotype about black on products. One thing we have here in Atlanta, there is a guy, the soul food museum. We, we had the, so, and I know he just probably smiled as he hears this soul food, soul food museum. There is one, one guy in this city who has taken it upon his life's passion to curate a museum and it's moving around and he literally has, um, one of, if not multitude of products that were put out by black people. Um, and also he has one of the most creative collections of all things thought to be stereotypical, um, because it used black face and so forth and all of that, an incredible collection. And, I need to check and see. I think I, I recently saw him, uh, but he, I mean, that was part of his life's work to curate these things that, you know, all these different products and things that if it was once on the shelf, if you once heard about it, he has. And let me also shout out Skip, uh, who has a Facebook group called Vanishing Atlanta. Uh, a lot of people go in and add things to that as well. And so uh, it's always been in my peripheral and part of my focus so going into the kitchen, listen at the dog. So going into the kitchen wasn't really hard for me. And I, I just, I, but I still was, even with all of that, even with knowing all of that, I still was, um, take it aback at the fact that these issues that we experience anywhere else, because when you think about the opportunity for ownership, is in food and in restaurants, you know, and, and the opportunity to serve. If you were going to open up a business in, in your community, it could very well be around food. You know, I kept thinking like, man, that's talk about safe spaces. I always thought that was a safe space. But then I was like, but why can't I go? Why can't I go out and I can't buy? I can't find. And this is how it got to this. I couldn't find. Uh, I wanted a pot. So I'm like, I'm not buying another pot set of cookware. I'm not buying any more cookware until I could buy that, which could be by a black woman. And then, uh, came, um, on the aisle finally was, um, Aisha Curry, uh, was the one. And then, and I don't know what, I don't know how Chrissy Teigen designates her. What do you call it? I did. I don't know how Chrissy Teigen identifies. Um, but she has a, a line out, which I love. So I love the two of them, and I think I'm going to go ahead. I've been wavering. I kept putting it on the list, taking it off the list, because um, I wasn't really sure how much I was going to get into this cooking thing, but I think I'm going to go ahead and get uh, Aisha Curry's cookware. And I think I went to go and get it recently, and there still was something that gave me pause. Not stereotypically, but I think I think it was something in the set that they had that I didn't get it. And I'm trying to, I can't remember. I really wanted the protectors on the arms and I really want, and this is just preference. This is not to say anything wrong. And I, I remember my first review of it was why the black woman cook where it is this, that, and the other. I had to say that because when you, when, it, because it's just some things about it stood out that I thought that it could have been better and that's another thing too, buzzard or bastard is trying to address the absence of what could be better, the things that are absent because of the whole black issue, right? I hated the fact, but I couldn't buy it. I don't want to buy it and have to deal with what's wrong 
just simply because I want to support black business. And that's, that's where we, it comes back to that all the time. And I'm like, no, I want these kind of, I want a particular handle. And I'm like, and it doesn't have that handle. And if I, if I'm, if I buy it, it's going to bother me forever. Cause you keep the cookware forever, right? It's going to bother me forever that I don't have these handles. These are the handles I want. And so I said, well, let me wait because they, I saw they were taking it off the shelf and it actually went from one store to the next. It's now at JCPenney's. If you're looking for Aisha Curry's uh, line, uh, you can find it at JCPenney's. But cookware, at the time when cookware was evolving and there's these handles out there that I want and I'm like, I can't buy the sister's product because I want those handles, right? And I'm like, ugh. So, but I did buy some of the other things that I, that she has that I love. Definitely got the cookbook and my cookies are Aisha Curry's cookies. Okay. Even though Aisha's on that health tip with that flaxseed, she put flaxseeds in her cookies. And I know, yes, I should put the flaxseed in the cookie. I might go make some cookies. I might go get, I'm going to have to put the flaxseed in the cookie. But then I'm like, I don't want flaxseed in my cookies though. But she does have a bomb cookie dough recipe. If you want to get a cookie dough recipe under your belt. Aisha Curry's, um, I'm going to go ahead and bring up a couple of these places now that I've done that. Let me go back to, back over here to the time. Let's go on to the next thing. But Dominic City, shout out to you uh, for for that. I, I love that. And thank you for those of you tagging me in that conversation. Like I said, you never know who's watching, who's witnessing uh, what you are doing. And to know that that kind of conversation was going on and somebody thought well enough of me and what I'm doing that I should be in on that conversation. But that is a story. And it's a story that goes on for a number of bloggers um, out there as well. So scroll back down the timeline. Uh, that was one thing that came up that we were talking about this week. And, oh, y'all, and let me also let you, Sierra is going to be on Red Table Talk on Monday. Uh, I know that's a hot topic. That buzz it about shit. We got we to gotta get to a place of understanding on this whole Sierra Russell and, and, uh, future thing. Y'all, y'all got to stop. Okay. Y'all got one. I think they need to stop. Not us. They need to stop. It's like, girl, that thing is a, I don't even want to talk about it. Let's keep on going. But Sierra is going to be, it looks like they talk. They, I'm sure they're going to go all into it. Um, red table talk. If you're not watching red table talk, that is, oh yeah. We got to talk about Tiffany Haddish. We got that's. Tiffany Haddish and Regina Hall, um, we're going to talk about them. But um, Red Table Talk is uh, on Facebook Watch. And if you have not yet moved from your phone to your television uh, when it comes to Facebook Watch, you need to go on your smart TV or your smart apps or your smart players. And I'm saying smart so I don't have to mention all the brands on this thing. I'm trying to turn my TV as I say all of this, uh, you need to go on, get that. Okay. And I know y'all got it. Cause y'all want to tell everybody to go get the, um, what's that thing y'all were telling the fire TV stick, but Facebook watch is literally Facebook is fighting right now to become the next network television network. You've got your traditional networks and you got your Netflix. Facebook is trying to take down all of them and, and trying to take down everybody. They're strongly coming for uh, Netflix. And one of the ways that they are strongly coming, and I just put this TV on food stuff. So let me turn it off for that so I can concentrate. Um, one of the things with Facebook trying to become the next network 
over Netflix and taking down Netflix. The, the, thing, the danger in Facebook and us gravitating to Facebook, here's where the danger is all. Let me turn the TV off because I'm turning the channel and all my shows on. All right. Where are we at in this podcast? Got 30 minutes in already. Got 15 more minutes to go. So the danger, here's the danger in Facebook. Okay. The, and I'm, I'm on, I'm on fourth. I'm live right now on three or four Facebook pages and including all the pages y'all share. The only danger to Facebook is we are just now getting them to understand that they have got to invest in the creator. For the most part, the majority of people, 60% of of people are using social media as a consumer. 30% are using it as creatives. They create the content that you're consuming. Just say, for instance, I just did a few 20 minutes talking about the culinary industry. I, I mentioned Dom in the city. A blogger, she's a creative. I mentioned uh, Aisha. I mentioned my mentor, Elle, who's, who comes on Cook's Country. She's the, probably the only African-American that you will see on this PBS show. They have two shows and one African-American. I think they got one Asian and everybody else is white, right? And they feel like, oh, man, they have satisfied the diversity criteria. Um, and, and, and she has to, like Dom said, acknowledge either you're going to acknowledge you either going to be you either going to be the token or you either going to be unapologetically black. There's no gray area. You either or it's an either or situation. So um, and, and it's so funny because I follow her on Instagram and she's pretty much unapologetically black. And she understands and they understand that she is, you know, up in there being as the black woman. Um, and she acknowledges that and they have to acknowledge it as well. Because when she does her segments, she alludes to the fact that, hey, listen, this is how it is done in my heritage. Okay. So where are we going? Oh, I want, oh, let me, wait a minute, wait a minute. I scroll, 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 scroll. Oh, I was talking about Red Tail. I was talking about Facebook and the creative. Um, but so Facebook has opened up the doors to investing in the creatives and not even investing in, they're monetizing after the fact. So um, one of the reasons is, and you guys have this discussion periodically, but not enough. Um, y'all keep talking about this diversity thing, but you still don't ever get to the root of the problem of that. And it comes to investing in the beginning. It's not enough. It's not enough. Some of y'all are going to need to jump from the 60% over to the 10%. Okay. The 10% can't do it all. Won't do it all. They discriminate. And the 10% is one of the reasons why we don't have enough diversity is because the it's part their problem and it's part, mainly part of the 60% problem. And some of y'all don't just not trying to be philanthropic enough. But when I talk about Dom writing that article, when I talk about doing Red Table Talk, when you watch Red Table Talk and you watch the behind the scenes at Red Table Talk, you're like, well, damn, this ain't just a Facebook live, man. This is a full on, full on television production. We have got to, if we really want to see diversity, we've got to learn how to invest in the beginning. Like right now, I have a campaign, an ongoing campaign through the the summer to raise funds in order to be, I can't just go be in the kitchen. There's a cost to being in the kitchen. I got to go right now. I'm going to make fried rice today, right? I had to plan, I had to redo research. And study it because it's one. There's all kind of fried rice, and I want to make the fried rice that black folk like, right? So 
I'm like, I, I already asked, like, what's the ultimate fried rice? I can't just go out there and grab a recipe and make fried rice because then y'all going to be like, dang, did she add any salt? You know, where's the soy sauce? Where's the carrots? Where's the peas? Where's the chicken, right? You know, why is there no shrimp? Well, she ain't going to cook shrimp because she's allergic. But, you know, all of those things, I take it all that into account. But you got to understand that took, it, it, I literally have been working on fried rice for the week, right? And so... I've been, I've been like researching this fried rice thing. I literally, and I literally had to go out and buy some rice because apparently you have to make rice. You can't just go in there and cook rice and then make fried rice. It's, it's got to be probably about a day old or hours. Oh, you got to cook it. It's got to get cold. All that stuff. You want good fried rice, right? Because I'm not trying to be the one to make the fried rice and then y'all be out there talking. I ain't trying to be all up in the videos where y'all be talk, talking about the cooking. I'm like, what's she, and you know, you know, I want to go viral. But I like maintaining the altitude, okay? I don't like the up and down. So, um, but we got to understand the cost that creatives have to go through. Buzz it or bash it, okay? Buzz it or bash it. Uh, and I, I learned this lesson from Prince. And Prince taught a very valuable lesson for creatives. Um, and one of the, he, he broke down and also left eye, left eye. You know, breaking down what it costs. To create an album, what, how much time it takes to create, how many songs you have to create to come up with just enough songs to go on the album. And, it, and, and I know it feels good when you say, oh, I'm going, to, I'm going to buy that album or that CD. I'm going to buy a ticket to that event. I'm going to go buy a patty pie. But you don't understand what has to happen prior to that. I remember when Starbucks, Star, Starbucks the coffee shop, when they first started and they wanted a particular type of merchandise music wise in their stores when you bought your coffee they wanted you to buy a cd or this that and the other right and they realized that with the, the kind of music that they wanted to sell in the store those weren't people who were at the top of the charts not the charts that we consider but they wanted a type of music and and they realized what well, those particular artists couldn't afford to create the music um, so they put out all this grants and different things like that. And they were one of the first to uh, invest in what you watched on Netflix. I remember this um, because of they wanted positive stuff out there because they didn't want cra they didn't want a bunch of crazy people coming sitting up in the Starbucks. They wanted you to come into it. They wanted to create an environment, a world, a nation. They wanted to no, they wanted to create a world that when you walk through that door inside that place that they wanted you to hang out and what you walked out of there with, that those products, they realized that the creatives who created that, that stuff couldn't afford to create. So they made the money available to the creatives. And that's where we are. If you want to see uh, black movies and black people, or even if you want to see diversity, you got you to gotta pay the same thing. I mean, look how y'all got upset with Monique, you know, like, well, everybody making money off Netflix. They are now. They are now, but how many times did they tell y'all? They, they got just as, I'm sorry, they had as many shitty deals as Netflix offer her. You know, Wanda Sykes' uh, thing is over there now, running on, running on Netflix. She was still negotiating. And, and, and Wanda Sykes is one of those, she don't really want to acknowledge all this stuff. Oh, Huh, let me not, let me let me skip past her right quick because it ain't gonna be pretty. But anyway, um, she just said some stuff one time. I was like, what, 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 what? Where's she coming from? I don't know where she's coming from. But anyway, um, and, and she might be just like Dom said. 
she might be one of those. She understands that she'd rather be the token and not have to acknowledge that she. And I'm not saying that in a negative way because there's such a thing as but she wants to be unbothered, right? And you know, Monique dragged her into, mentioned her, I ain't gonna say dragged her into, mentioned her, and she was like, do I want to talk about this? Because she was still negotiating, you know, she got her, she got her, got her deal on, uh, on, uh, on Netflix and so forth, and, and yeah, and let me tell you, in, in, in retaliation of Netflix being uh, blasted, they went out there, they went and created these Facebook groups, and what is it, uh, leading, leading this, that, what did they call it, um, Oh my God! What did they call it? They they set up a Facebook group, uh, pretty much like the Russians did with the election. Facebook did some things like that because the power of persuasion. And I'm not saying I'm not. This is not. I'm not saying anything liable. I'm just saying that that whole Russian deal when Mark Zuckerberg went to testify in Congress, that was a way. That was the best thing that could ever happen to Netflix because that. Well, not Netflix. Well, Netflix benefited, but that was the best thing to ever happen to Facebook because Facebook was that was a way for Facebook to let everybody know that that's the kind of power and influence you have. Even though the Russian interference cases, allegations, allegedness, whatever, um, even though all of that happened, it didn't necessarily happen to who whom that whom was targeted. Black women were, by and large, targeted, but I'm sorry, ain't nothing you can say. There's no way you can possibly convince us to stand in line with racists and vote the same way. Stop it, because it's just not going to happen. I don't care if they, I don't care what they say. We're not going to stand in line with racists and vote the same way. It's just not going to happen. So, But although reaching for us they did, those who are influenced by everything black women do, buzz it or bash it, they got caught up, right? Like all these women who went ahead and voted for Trump, they got caught up in the things that were targeted because nothing was targeted to them. All the target, the black women who rocked the vote were actually targeted and all this. Go and follow Shereen Mitchell. I'm not the, I'm just a messenger. Shereen Mitchell is the uh, researcher that, that keeping tabs on this thing, buzzer or bash it. So, okay, let me get ready to wrap up. We got a few more. Uh, I want you guys to do the do me a favor. Uh, Tiffany Haddish. There was I'm scrolling down the timeline. I said buzzer or bash it. We all know who might never work again. Women. Thanks to Tiffany Haddish giving up the voice memo secret. This woman won't shut up. Auditions uh, just took another turn. But peep how y'all y'all's favorite rarely funny comedian. Maya Rudolph, see, I thought I was going to say Tiffany Haddish. Maya Rudolph is not funny to me. I don't enjoy her in any form. Uh, play, good. she's another one, like, I'm going to downplay. Even though I'm a mixed chick, uh, I'm going to downplay, you know, this. Uh, and, you know, yeah, go back to that. Uh, play, Goody Two Shoes. Uh, she was on SNL, home of weekly discrimination. Stop it. With what Haddish shared about casting uh, was a, the criticism business or person what's her criticism business or personal so hollywood reporter hollywood reporter the hollywood reporter 
follow them at Hollywood Reporter on Instagram. They do these periodic roundtables with actors and people in the like. I'll just actors that are like producers, directors, and so forth. Uh, so those of you that are trying to break into that industry, because I, I hate when people are like that you're trying to do something, but you have not gone and found a good source to get your information. So Tiffany Haddish, as well as Regina Hall, um, and a, a number of other women in, in who are, who have, who have content out right now. Let me just put it that way. Who have, who have the latest content out. And that's usually how it goes. They pick people who have the latest content out and they put them in a round table format. And they are basically to talk about their experiences in the industry. So in this latest round table at the Hollywood reporter, Tiffany Haddish, uh, said that, when she was in the height of auditioning, and she still pretty much is uh, in everything, she has another movie coming out, uh, which I think I might watch. And I was surprised because I went back. I don't know about y'all. I didn't go to the movies to see the Kevin Hart thing. Because remember, remember how uh, Cat Williams kind of ruined their whole opening weekend? with like, Tiffany Haddish ain't a bit more funny and all that stuff he said. Right here in Atlanta, he said all of that. So he kind of ruined opening weekend for this Kevin Hart movie. Um, what was it? Uh, it was actually filmed here in Atlanta night school. And I, I was trying to find something to watch the other day. And I was like, and I have been like, please get off my timeline. Stop recommending this movie. I'm not, I'm not watching no Tiffany Haddish and no Kevin Hart. I'm not talk about tokens. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not talk about downplaying. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. So I'm like, let me go and watch this movie. Cause I can't find nothing. I, I, I thought I was going to watch one movie and they started singing. And I was like, what the hell? No, I don't stop trying to, I love musicals. In the theater, but so I ended up watching Night School with Tiffany Addison and Kevin Hart. Y'all, I laughed. And Tiffany wasn't even like over the top. I laughed. It was funny. Oh my God, it was funny. I was like, oh, how did I miss? And I wasn't, y'all, I wasn't even doing a Kevin Hart impersonation right now. I'm like shocked because I really enjoyed it. It was so funny. So uh, I watched it, but. Tiffany said that when she was in the height of auditioning, she would, uh, and she said it wrong. She kind of, she kind of burst busted herself. She said that she would have put her phone on voice memo, kind of record her audition, not just to say, listening to herself. She said she would then leave her bag in, uh, just to get a little bit of feedback and then go back saying she left her bag and go in and get it and then go and listen to what the feedback had been. And then she literally talked about some of the feedback. So, you know, people are like, oh, she auditioned for us. She talked about me. She talking about me. So you best imagine now auditioning. They're going to be like, don't bring nothing in and you might need to come in new. Cause it, and I'm pretty sure everybody probably does this. Who doesn't? How many of y'all were in the weekly meeting on Thursday and had your phone on record, right? Who who hasn't done that? I haven't done that. I don't think. I might have. I don't know. I don't think I did that. Because I, I was always the one, like, let's hurry up and get her in and out of this meeting kind of thing. Uh, I was hell on meetings. And they knew they knew to invite me to less meetings as possible. Um, but Tiffany... <laughs> says that the things that she heard was either she's too ghetto or she's not urban enough or let's just go ahead and make this her exact words where she said she heard that let's just go ahead and make this a role of a white female and this that and the other um and so she talked about that and let me see I probably can I, I'm sure I can grab a sound bite on this thing because it was pretty interesting let's see if we can get it let's see if we can get it to come up there 
You know what I would do? I would uh, put my phone on voice memo, put it in my bag. I do the audition. Walk out the room, leave my bag. Very nasty. Oh, look would at you? you really? What would you hear? Come back, be like, oh, I forgot my purse in there. Get my purse. But you've actually done that. Get in the car. Then let me look under the table. <laughs> we need it. What would you hear? You she's not as urban as I thought. She I knew would that be. was the word. Yeah, she's that's not. I don't want to hear. Or they would be like, she's so ghetto. I just can't. Her boobs aren't big enough. But I really think we should just go with a white girl. She's not, she's not, this This role should be changed to white. Um, oh, if her hair was... Wait, how many better? rooms did you leave it in? <laughs> a lot. A lot. It was like my M.O. You two would get into a lot of trouble yeah. with each other, I feel like. We would get into trouble. You know what I... All right, so that's what she said, and I got, I, I looked like I got knocked off a couple of platforms when I started to play that, so I don't know if one of the platforms caught it as uh, match content, so let me do a short, quick reset here, but that was Tiffany um, talking on the Hollywood Reporter Roundtable, and if you go follow them on Instagram, you can watch, because there's another clip, and I'm going to go back over to the I'm going to go back over to their Instagram as we start up a part two, but when we guys, there's going to be a part two to this, and I'm going to stop because we did get kicked off a couple platforms, and I want to restart, so I'm just going to... Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Yeah.